Hello, good humans, and welcome back to another episode of Hello, Good Humans, the podcast. We have a very special guest today, and I'll let you introduce yourself. I'm Jenna Zion. Jenna Lee Jane. <laughs> Jenna Lee Jane. That is, yeah, that is kind of what I go by. Jenna Lee Jane here. When I first met you, I had to look up, like, what your actual name was. Really? Because I was... I said Jenna Zion the other day, and someone was like, I never knew that was your last name. And I was like, dang, I really don't be saying it, huh? Your name's Jenna Lee Jane. Thank you for my At Jenna Lee Jane on Instagram. Just find me at Jenna Lee Jane literally anywhere. Because Zion is a lot to spell, and it's, it's yeah. spelled wonky. And I never knew how to say it until this very moment. Really? Just kidding. I heard it at Miss Wisconsin. Sounds like the city or the mountain. Oh, yeah. Zion, but not spelled like that. Yeah. Okay. Jenna and I are here today. <laughs> I'm losing my voice, apparently. We're sitting in her car in a McDonald's parking lot. As we do. Sipping our Diet Cokes. Just truly the vibe. What did honestly. we do this afternoon? Um, what didn't we do? We got tatted. <laughs> we did. We got we got new tattoos, much to the disappointment of my mom. Sorry, mom. Sorry to everyone. Sorry to Ben. Not sorry. <laughs> sorry, grandma. <laughs> Sorry oh, to, um, yes. I think that was my 12th tattoo, but most of them are so small that that seems like too many, but I think it was my 10th. So we're, we're good. Right we're there. good. We're good. Uh, we went to the farmer's market. We saw an entire costumed cast of beauty and the beast. Yeah. Which we still don't know why that was, but it was great. You know, they were walking in their teapot costumes, vaping. So yeah, there's a full Lumiere, <laughs> just smoke coming out. <laughs> Let me ask you a couple questions about yourself. Hit me with it, Zoe. Um, what is your Enneagram? I don't know. I'm more of like a Myers-Briggs girly. Okay, what's your Myers-Briggs? ENFP. Okay, I'm an INFP. Oh, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Because we were just talking about my conflict with am I an introvert? Is this all a prank? Yes. Yeah. You're an INFP? I'm an INFP, but I'm also an Enneagram too. Okay. So this podcast could actually just be called All of the Things That Are the Same Between Jenna and Zoe. It's actually terrifying. So Jenna and I met through the Miss was or Miss America no Miss Wisconsin organization sorry yeah which shout out to them honestly because that's like a big win like I'll take that for sure yeah I mean <laughs> for all of the confusing frustrating and emotional things that have happened over the past what have you three years that you've been doing it yeah yeah having a Zoe worth it worth I, I it. agree having a Jenna worth it yeah and shout out to our other two buddies Abby and Ellie Abby and Ellie, we love you. You should be here today. We wish you were here. That's okay. They're busy. They're working. They're working gals getting that bag. Um, but yeah, we met through the Miss America organization, and I think we followed each other on social media yes. for a while before we met, probably like September until January. Yeah. Or February. Yeah. I stalked you on the internet for several months before seeing you in person, <laughs> which is brilliant. And... <laughs> I don't know. What are three words you'd use to describe yourself to people that have never met you? Oh my goodness. Um, There's not to be three. Just how would you describe yourself? I am like a little chaotic being. Mm-hmm. I'm a creative, chaotic, mm-hmm. wholesome little being. I just yeah. care. I care too much for my own good. And I'm a hot mess express, but like in a, in a kind of fun way, I think my friends would probably say like in a, in a way that's mostly beneficial, sometimes catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. In a good way. I beat bop. You beat bop around. (laughs) (laughs) When I think of you, I think of like very bright colors, little cute drawings and, and berries. 
Jenna's in her strawberry area. I love the association of things. Like, I could just sit here all day and be like, yes, tell me which berry, Zoe. Tell me which one. Oh, we could, we could play a game. And Zoe's in her lemon era, if you didn't know. I'm in my lemon era, and... I think that that is because I'm in a let's turn situations positive. Yeah. It's so cheesy, but truly when life gives you lemons. Yeah. And your sunshiny yellow. Thank you. Yeah. And Jenna's in her. My strawberry. What what about what? What makes a strawberry era? Honestly, I think it's so deep to me because I used to like always be like if I were a fruit, I was I'd be a strawberry like in high school and like early out of high school, like. I had these little strawberry socks I'd wear all the time. Mm-hmm. I, like, loved strawberries. And so I feel like it's almost, like, me getting back to my, my roots in a way. Mm-hmm. This little strawberry Your bear. inner child is coming out. Yeah. I'm kind of just leaning into what actually feels good. Mm-hmm. What I actually want. Yes. So. Yeah, and you've made some changes recently. I have. When I met you, you had long, luscious. Oh, goodness. Hair <laughs> down to your bottom. I did. And you just chopped it. Yes. And then we, we talked about this earlier today. It's freeing, but it's also been a little confusing. Yeah, it's been like, and honestly, we we had like a talk about it at Soul Space on Monday, which is like a little support group I hold. We are going to talk about Soul Space because it is way more than just a little support group. LOL. I just, I couldn't be like, oh yeah, it's Soul Space. And like all your listeners are like, what even is she talking about right now? Let's, um, let's talk about Soul Space and then we'll get into the... Soul space. Everything else. Soup space. Soup space. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. All right, Jenna. If, if I'm someone that you've never met before and I say, Jenna, what is soul space? What do you say? The CDC defined... No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> My old pitch. Like, I just, like, immediately go back. I was just saying this to... I think I was saying this to Abby. That it's so weird for me to explain soul space outside of, like, Miss Wisconsin vibes lately. Oh. Because I was so set on pitching it to judges and selling it to people and mm-hmm. making it make sense to those who would want to see a title holder use it as a so us goodness good gravy as a CSI yes <laughs> but if I actually explain what Soul Space is it's a mission and a feeling and a support group and it travels and moves and grows and because humanity is so many things soul space is never one size fits all and it's never the same anytime you come to it if you're at an actual session so i should clarify that soul space is a series of workshops um it started off as video interviews in my bedroom when i was very sick and i wanted to get people's stories documented because i was like oh my gosh what if i die with my song stuck inside of me like what that sucks like I want people to at least know what's in my little brain which is honestly kind of what hello good humans is yeah it's such similar without like I I don't think I'm gonna die anytime soon and we'll talk about that too if you feel comfortable for sure but so you started doing video interviews and I really like the story about the cafe so you should include that oh yeah super wholesome I still I can't remember who it was but somebody was like what if you ask the same questions that you do like on soul space interviews in person? And like, what if we had a group conversation in a coffee shop? So then it started to be soul space and coffee, Mm. which is hilarious because to us now, like soul space is just soul space. It's not. And like, (laughs) what? but yeah, we started doing workshops that were based around journaling and I've always loved journaling by always. I mean like the last six, seven years of my life. Um, I have 19 volumes of Jenna Mm-hmm. And I kind of tried to lean into that because it helped me a lot to cope with things and started some conversations and soul space then just became 
workshops surrounding the power of human connection and we just try to unify and connect and we have the hard conversations and try to scrape past the surface level and plant little seeds of that vibe everywhere we go and so you run workshops but you also have guest guest presenters or yes we pass the mic as we say um it hasn't happened a lot lately just because miss wisconsin kind of like i feel like threw me into a little tornado of like ah it's like making a roadmap for the what if for miss wisconsin while also trying to like care for my community um in kenosha what was i saying um, the ADHD is severe today. Oh my god! <laughs> and sitting in the parking lot's probably not helping because we're like, oh, person. Yeah, I'm like squirrel, person, squirrel, Diet Coke, literally. Um, yeah, but we did meet in the coffee shop, and I worked at the coffee shop barista ing, and my boss Bobby was like, Jenna, there's too many people here. You can't do it here anymore. <laughs> you can't. You got to go. And I was like, oh God, I love you, but like, what am I gonna do? And then I went to see my friend Sage do stand up comedy at the Kenosha Creative Space. And I happened to, in a moment of, like, insane courage, go up to the guy who ran it. And I was like, have you ever heard about Soul Space? If you didn't, you're gonna. And I started talking to him about my vision. Mm-hmm. He was like, you can have the classroom upstairs if you're serious. And then I had a meeting with him, and he was like, if you get people to come here to this and they show up, you can keep doing it. That's amazing. So we've been doing it ever since. So how long has it been that the physical meeting of Soul Space has happened? We had our first, like, coffee meeting, um very early January of 2021. Okay. And then we've been at the creative space since honestly, like the end of January, beginning of February. I filmed my first really bad interview on my iPad (laughs) in 2020 (laughs) and it never saw the light of day. And this was when you were not feeling well. Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Sick chick era. Um, (laughs) (laughs) your sick chick era. Yes. So I have an allergic disease called mast cell activation syndrome. And with that, I also have POTS or postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, AKA fainting, blood pressure problems, heart problems, autonomic dysfunction. And the mast cell activation syndrome is an allergic condition. So basically everyone has mast cells all throughout every, every tissue of your body. Mine just open up to the wrong things like if you got stung by a hornet right now your mast cells would be like oh no zoe we must open with histamine and chemicals and that would be because of the sting but for me i could like breathe in the wrong candle and my mast cells are like we have an emergency mm-hmm. and we do not have an emergency mast cells but some people have something called mastocytosis and that's where their cells are just there's too many of them they're like going off the rails and recreating themselves into the masses um, but mine just open up at the bad times. And also, which makes me a weird little medical paradox, I have over a hundred true blood allergies that like, if you took my blood, they'd be like, yes, you are allergic to mm. the cucumber. Mm-hmm. But mast cell diseases don't normally need a positive allergy because you're not actually allergic. Right. Your body just thinks you are. But then your body said, no, we actually are. Yeah. We're both. <laughs> oh no. Okay. So it's weird. Because of this, you have a list of a short list of foods that you can eat. Yes. And they include white rice, chicken, enjoy life chocolate chips. <laughs> <laughs> um what else? Hot I drink hot sauce. Yes, hot sauce is the one that makes everyone think I'm a liar. So if you're listening right now and you think I'm a liar, I'm gonna need you to take a second. <laughs> I had so much hot sauce growing up that my body doesn't recognize it as food. That's the only thing that my doctors can attest that one to. But Frank's hot sauce specifically, hmm. um, which God bless because it brings some flavor into my life. 
and I'm formula dependent. I get almost all of my nutrients from formula that I drink, just in this crusty cup right here, Zoe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, drink that every morning. Okay. It's got all the goods in it. Yeah, but and you can drink coffee and Diet Coke. Yes, which thank goodness also. Mm -hmm. And then, technically, also Earth Balance soy free butter, which is like a vegan uh -huh. fake butter. So I put that on the rice. So do, you, did you find these out through like trial and error? Yeah. So you had to actually eat something, have a reaction to it, and then say, no, I can't have that? It was more like suddenly I was in constant reaction and no one knew why. Mm -hmm. And then me and my mom kind of like merged our brains and were like, we have to start from zero and figure it out and document everything. Mm -hmm. So we kind of uncovered the triggers. And every time we'd add something in and I reacted, we'd take it back out. And okay. then if I'd go back to stable, we'd bring it back. But I'd been reacting for years, not knowing it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I guess like, how did it get bad? Is that what you're going to say? Like, no, I was, I was going to ask how your, how your relationship to food has changed. Oh God. Because it is something that has, that, that truly plagues the mind of like every human in our society. Yeah. Because food equals body and body equals worth. Yep. And obviously I don't actually think that, but that's like that's what our brain. society is trying to tell us. But because you don't have any choices, girl, you know how much I've wanted to talk to you about this too, because of your mission. Mm -hmm. But it's like, this is, I want to talk about it. Like I'm ready to talk about it, but it's hard because I was under a lot of scrutiny in the medical realm. Mm -hmm. Because when you see a person come in, who's very malnourished says they're reacting to all these foods the disease i have isn't widely known or understood everyone's first thought was like send her to eating disorder treatment oh. this girl's anorexic she's it's in her head okay that was like a very big problem like every gi doctor i went to was like she's got an eating disorder and you're like no and i was like excuse this interruption i really like i'm fine but the issue lied in the fact that in high school i actually did have an eating disorder and so there's like a mental thing for me where if I wouldn't have had that happen, would my body have rejected the foods? Oh. Because that is like a thing. Like there is like research backing up in some capacity the fact that if you like restrict enough and try to reintroduce something and you already have some kind of autoimmune problem that you don't know about, that can mm -hmm. play, a, play a role. So I had a lot of like inner guilt for that and kind of like blame on myself and it's like oh I struggled with restriction growing up and then I got a disease that literally forces a lifetime of restriction mm -hmm. but when I was able to find the formula that worked for me and like I knew you are going to be getting like more than enough nutrition all from this tiny little drink and it's going to have it's completely like amino acid base there's a ton of fat in it like it's a ton of calories it's all these things like these triggering words for me mm -hmm. and it was like you're gonna drink this to survive mm -hmm. and you're gonna have way more nutrition than you've ever had that helped me a lot mm -hmm. because as hard as it was it's like no matter what my brain wants to think I'm going to drink that every day because I have to stay alive yeah. and Jenna's in motion stay in motion so I wanted to fight for this life and so that helped me mentally recover from the disordered thinking mm -hmm. but it's like i still have a life that now is dictated by this and people still question if that's real all the time one of the things that is often thrown around in 
eating disorder treatment and I hesitate to say this because again and I've said this a million times in my Miss Lacrosse Oktoberfest work in my work at church I don't know if I've really talked about this on the podcast yet but I'm not a medical professional just in case anyone was wondering a lot of times eating disorder professionals will say things like we need to shift thinking about food from necessity to pleasure and by that they mean that they want their patients to start eating food because they want to or because they like to mm-hmm. or because it's fun to cook it's fun to shop but it's interesting for you that the, what really changed it was the was the necessity thing. yeah because I mean it it's like a life truth that we need to eat to survive and I've been in a space of eating as little as possible and then also wondering why I feel like crap all the time yeah and now yes I know that if I eat pizza, my stomach's going to hurt. But it's not because I ate pizza and pizza's bad for me. It's because my belly doesn't like dairy. Yeah. And and so it's something that I'm working on a lot with therapists, with dietitians. But girl, mm. my relationship with food is all over the place. But so. I, like, even, even not knowing, like, the intricacies and, like, the details of your story, like, even at... In moments, just knowing that you were going through your own journey and you were open about the fact that you have, like, you're working with people that help you. Like, you had, like, people helping you find what foods you should be, like, looking to eat and, like, mm-hmm. nutritionists and that kind of thing. Like, seeing you also have to be, like, this is what my body needs. And, like, mm-hmm. also, not that I was, like, happy you were anxious, but, like, being able to feel connected to you because the food situations would be so stressful. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not the only one losing it right now. Yes, yes. Like somebody <laughs> else feels similar, even though it's so different. It's mm-hmm. so similar at yes. the end of the day. For those uh, listeners at home. Yes. Thank we you. both had interesting weeks at Miss Wisconsin week. For those that are at I'm home sorry. Uh, <laughs> listening, knowing nothing about either of us or our lives. Welcome. Yes. Thank you for finding hello. Good humans kind of randomly then, but Jenna and I both are currently holding titles within the Miss America organization. Mm -hmm. We both represent communities within Wisconsin. And this past June, we both competed for the role of Miss Wisconsin. And we competed for a week. We stayed in a hotel with our our 23 other contestants, with our directors, with everybody that was uh, working with us on the competition. But because of this, we had to eat probably what 15 18 meals together yeah breakfast lunch and dinner for six days so it was definitely interesting yeah jenna has received some backlash from her saying no these are the foods i have to eat and i need them and then for me i (laughs) i don't want to throw shade towards the wisconsin program but they did not uh prepare as good of vegetarian options as i would have liked And I spent a lot of time trying to advocate for myself saying, no, I understand that there is a side salad to go with this hamburger dinner, but how come everyone else gets protein and I get iceberg lettuce? And it was, it was frustrating. I had people drop me off food and protein shakes and And it's hard because you want to be able to like be your best and feel, and it's already a hard enough mental game to be playing, but Mm -hmm. like to be handed a meal that's lacking the nutrition to make you actually be full or feel good Mm -hmm. that's also triggering it is it's like here you go 
a little rabbit food for you. And, and it's hard, too, because I would look at you and say, well, Jenna can't help this, and she has to eat this. Like, I could choose at any point to not be a vegetarian anymore. So, like, I am doing it to myself, in a way. No, but, like, I hear you, and I've had people say that before, things like that, but it's also, like, you're doing what feels right for your body and mind, and at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I there are people with my condition that reject it, that there are people that have to take a million more medications because they can't not eat it. They can't control themselves. And okay. no offense and shame to those people because I get it. And, like, there have been moments where I'm like, what if I just was in anaphylaxis all the time? What if I was just reacting all the time? Oh, my god. You gosh. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it, at the end of the day, it's still a choice to me. And my doctors say that. They're like, every patient we have, it's a choice. Because mm. they can't stop people from eating. Yeah, that is really interesting. Yeah. What was I going to say? It meant something to me in my brain, and then it now it has left me. (laughs) Dang it! I don't remember. Oh, well. That's okay. Do you find that it is hard, or does it not bother you to be around people that are eating full meals? No, it doesn't bother me because I love the social aspect of food, and I guess I didn't realize that. You don't realize it until you're in, like, a weird position, or you can't, like, go out and order something people like would kind of stop inviting me oh like they felt awkward Mm -hmm. and that was also a lot for me to unpack because it was like okay if I was still in my disordered thinking at 17 and my friend had this condition I wouldn't want to eat my full meal in front of her while she sat there and stared at me like Mm -hmm. so I have to I had to empathize very quickly with the fact that people are going to say their comments and have their feelings and that is I have to separate ego from self like that's not about me that's about their relationship with food Mm -hmm. so it's been like difficult to adapt to people's responses to it but I love going out to restaurants I love being at tables at dinner tables at meals with people the only thing that makes me uncomfortable is if other people actively like shame me like while it's happening right but I've found ways to combat it and as I told my director, Caitlin, during Miss Wisconsin Week, because she's the best, I would always say, like, I guess every negative comment is a chance for me to tell someone about my condition. And mm-hmm. then that's one more person that knows. Mm-hmm. And, oh, what I was going to say before is that um, something that was really hard when I was really sick and going to doctors and they were accusing me of, like, oh, you have this eating disorder and it's not a disease. They also wouldn't give me a feeding tube when I was super, super sick because I hadn't lost enough weight from start to finish so like there's also that layer of like well unless you like drop x amount of pounds in this amount of time that's not considered a danger to you because you started off at this number so then it was like I wasn't small enough to get help you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so then there's that layer too to that right which like what and you're just trying to be healthy and like survive survive yeah like there even, was a time not when even I, be healthy just live yeah and i had to get rice and chicken back like there's a time where cheerios was the only actual thing i could chew so it was just the formula and cheerios mm-hmm. and it's like bro no like this is not okay yeah no so do you think that throughout your life you would be able to add other foods in or you really have no idea that is the hope that is like the goal it is super, super scary for me to do, but mm-hmm. I did try watermelon this summer. That's the first time I had a fruit or vegetable in like five years, four or five years. Which is crazy. And yeah, that's like nuts to think about. It sounds crazy to even say. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, wait, what? Has yeah. it been that long? But I cried because it tasted so good and 
I did get a little overexcited. That's kind of the problem is if I introduce a new food and nothing happens right away, I'm like, oh, I can eat this whole bowl of watermelon. But really, it needs to be a very gradual increase. Okay. Because it's such a shock. to Like, if you started eating meat today, your body would mm-hmm. be like, Zoe. Oh, I would get so sick. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, same goes for, like, other foods, too, sometimes. If you went out without fruits or vegetables, you'd probably also have a weird response. Mm-hmm. So, I don't feel very good eating watermelon, but I don't go into anaphylaxis. So... I haven't really been eating it a bunch, but I know that, like, I could probably work to get better at incorporating it into my daily life if mm-hmm. I wanted to. It's Having, like, scary. one cube and then... Yes. And then two. <laughs> I go back and forth because then sometimes I'll be like, ah, oh, like, it's not worth the one slice of apple to me. Like, that's what I always tell my allergist. He's like, but if you did this, this, and this, like, maybe you could eat a whole apple by December. I'm like, it's not worth it. It's not worth the symptoms. And he's like, but maybe it is if by the time you're 40, everything's fine. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I can't think about 40-year-old So, And it's so hard to to think like that. (laughs) You know, you were talking about how you were wondering if any of this had to do with having an eating disorder when you were younger. Mm -hmm. This morning, I just finished a book by Taylor Jenkins Reid called Maybe in Another Life. And it's very good. I don't know. I actually don't know if you're a reader or not. Okay, so like, I feel like I need to enter my reading era because I used to love reading, but then I just started having the hardest time focusing mm-hmm. and making the time to read. But everyone in my life is a reader. Yeah, we except are. me. We are all readers, <laughs> except for me. And I personally think audiobooks count because you're still soaking yeah. in a story. And I'm a podcast girly, like mm-hmm. through and through. So it's just like a really long podcast, <laughs> and you'll get like really attached to the characters. <laughs> But it's fun. So I, I read this book. It basically follows this woman who makes a decision mm-hmm. and or she has this decision. And then half the book is her if she would have said yes to this decision. And the other half is if she would have said no. And it's so good. It's so interesting. But one of the big themes that comes up is that you can't ever hold your past self like responsible for like you can't blame a current thing on something that happened years and years ago because and they talk about this in the book that there are like tiny mini universes that every single decision you make it's like the one that you say yes to is in this life and the other opposite decision is in another life somewhere i always say that i'm always like well in the in one of the millions of parallel universes jenna's out there doing the other thing Mm -hmm. and that does it's honestly weirdly comforting to me Mm -hmm. But the topic of decisions came up in Soul Space the other day, too, where the the crippling feeling of, like, there is a right and a wrong. And that's not always true either. Like, mm-hmm. there's not always a right thing. Like, sometimes there's just a choice and a decision. And I happen to, like, follow decisions that brought me to that mental state. And, like, or maybe it just, I don't even know what, what made me get there when I was younger. But mm-hmm. I can't blame myself for it now. And right. Yeah. And, and there may be a, a parallel universe where you did not have disordered eating, but you still have yeah. mast cell. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's a life where you did have an eating disorder, but don't have the, you know, the disease. And yeah. so there's really no way of knowing, obviously. My therapist literally is like so perplexed by me because she's like, Jenna, I feel like your OCD saved your life. 
um, because it made you avoid your triggers so rigorously, like obsessively. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like, now we're trying to get to this balance of like living a life where I'm still safe and avoiding triggers and like safe in my illness, but not obsessing mm-hmm. because it's so easy to obsess. Like I used to not, I wouldn't touch things or use things or smell things or like sleep in other people's houses. Cause I didn't know if the air quality was good enough. And mm-hmm. I also had mold toxicity from my parents' house. We didn't know, but there was mold in the basement. And then my thyroid had a rare infection and that's when I got really sick and nearly died. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't even the mast cell. It was my thyroid in connection with the mast cell. But then again, it's like in another parallel universe, we weren't living in that house and that never happened. And then right. Yeah. So you kind of just have to live with the life we have here. Yeah. You're do- and you're doing a really good job. I'm trying. I'm my biggest thing now is I'm like, gosh, Jenna, you made it here. Be present. Like be present. It's so hard, but that's why it's like past me would be freaking out right now mm-hmm. that I'm even chilling here with you or that I even drove here. Like I couldn't drive for a few years. Yes. We both drove two and a half. Two, mm-hmm. two to two and a half hours to meet halfway between our houses, which... That's so cute of us. us. Shut up. Good good friendship on our I won't behalf. even go to the grocery store. But <laughs> Me neither. I have been putting off going to the post office for like four weeks. Oh so, gosh. Brittany, if you're listening to this, the package that I said I sent, yeah, it's still sitting on my kitchen table. So... It'll get there. There are, there are like two errands. Two errands. It takes every bone in my body to do it. And mm-hmm. it is going to the post office... And picking up my meds. You're such a cute baby grandma for the post office thing, though. Like, no one goes to the post office. (laughs) (laughs) You're dropping off all your little handwritten letters and stuff. (laughs) Because I always buy stamps and then use them, like, really fast. I am really just dating myself here. I love your Like, grandma Zoe. This is so cute. When I got your card, I literally set it on display and, like, couldn't open it for, like, a week. Because I didn't want to open it and forget and then, like, not care enough. I appreciate that. And so now our tattoo is like extra symbolic, actually. Wow. I know. We got little envelopes with hearts on them. Yeah. Tiny. One of the things that's really interesting about our similarities is that we have the same tattoo style. Yeah, it's so Which weird. is like line art, only in black. Yeah. Nothing is like colored in or, or really shaded. It's just why... <laughs> Why do you get tattoos? I don't know. It's like a little baby memory. And I like all of them feel like they're pieces from my journal or like little doodles. And like that means a lot to me. And it just feels like there's like cool little stories and memories like associated with each chapter that I've gotten them in. Or like even if they're kind of ugly, like I was joking with Zoe today about how like one of mine is kind of messed up and botched. But like, I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it off if I had the choice because it's like, you know, there it is on my body. And like, Mm -hmm. that's fine and funny. And like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, we took a little tour of our tattoos, and the two of us realized that we have like the same chunk of tattoo. We do, we do. <laughs> Which that sounds so weird. It does, but for any of you that know anything about Ariana Grande's tattoos, she has a very specific sketch of a moon and some stars on her hand, mm-hmm. and both Jenna and I have piece of that tattoo or a piece that's inspired by that tattoo on our bodies so we were doing tattoo tours at miss wisconsin week and we were like wait stop we're like at this fancy dinner with sponsors and like (laughs) zoe and i are like yeah check out our tats and then we're like (gasps) 
like freaking out. We're like, look, same. everybody, look, they're the same, and they really, they really. That's are. That's actually crazy though, because like, what? Will you do an audio tattoo tour? Audio tattoo tour. Oh my gosh, yes. Let me like be very detailed then. Okay, we'll start on the right hand. My right hand. In the corner, at the very, like, bottom of my thumb, start of my wrist, there's a very tiny heart that is not filled in that was drawn by my mother. And I drew hers, and we both have them. And then that's the only one on that arm. I kind of gave up on that side. On my left arm, on my exterior wrist (laughs) forearm-ish area, it says, Dear Jenna, with a little comma, I don't know what that is on me there. I think it's rubbed off ink from, you know, our tattoos that we just got. LOL. (laughs) Yes. It says, Dear Jenna, in my own handwriting from an entry in my journal, because when I was going through the ringer with the illness, I used to write a lot of letters to my future self about things I'd want to do or be or say if I ever got better. So I keep this as like a little reminder of like, hey girl, be grateful. Be grateful for past Jenna and for all of the Jennas. And then up above, higher up on my arm, um, above my elbow, but like on the inside, that's where I have the Ariana Grande. I think that's known as a, as a bicep. Is that? I guess I don't know for sure, but this I think. This podcast yeah. is going to have my awful laugh. Just like. <laughs> oh, I'm like literally snorting. Or, or I do this one. I go. I go. <laughs> that's my favorite. Or when you talk, when you do that. It's so embarrassing. You like say, you'll say the end of your sentence. <laughs> Yes, thank you. <laughs> I love that. So then we have the little moon one, and I put a, I added like a little Saturn, and I redrew it on a napkin in the old coffee shop I used to work at. So yeah, there's that one. Back of that arm, we have twelve twenty-five, which is a little number I see everywhere, but ugh, it's big and filled in and not how I wanted it. That's the one that I was referencing before. When old people come at me for this one, I always tell them it's the last four of my social security. <laughs> Stop. Is it really? <laughs> I'm like, it's one of these three things. My garage code, the password to my laptop, or my social security number. And then they freak out, and it's so funny. Um, <laughs> and it's just your, it's like your, it's like your lucky number, or your angel number. Yes, it's like my little angel number, and it's Christmas, and it's, a, and it's Zoe birthday eve. It is, yes. Which is brilliant. And then I have a forget-me-not on my sternum, which I didn't know was a forget-me-not at the time, and that flower ended up becoming, like, very symbolic to me later on, which was wholesome. Hmm. I have the word chaos down here on my left rib. I have a lilac on my right rib. Um, on my ankles, I have a second, the second star to the right because I'm obsessed with Neverland, um, which is also cute because you sang a song from Finding Neverland. I did. And then on my inner left ankle, I have a tiny sun. And then on the outside, I have a, the Common Grounds logo. Stop. <laughs> That's actually what that is? Yes. I thought you just like coffee because I have a little no, coffee. this is the Common Grounds logo, but my old boss was like, Jenna, if you get that, you better put a crack in that cup for all the cups you broke. So there's a little crack. Oh. Um, this one is hilarious because it was, we got it. Me and my friend Madison got it on the last day that Common Grounds was open. And you can see it all the time. Like, no sock is high enough to just naturally cover it. Like, I'm, like, in a cute little business suit. And you can just see the Common Grounds logo, like, in my heels. So that one also haunts me. I love me, it. But we love her. I think that's all of them. No, your thigh. The, your thigh. Oh, thank you. I have to live for the hope of it all. And my upper left thigh in the Taylor Swift font the taylor's version font and what song is that from um that is from august which is funny because when 
and it's August right now. When Madison and I got this tattoo, we were like, oh, we're getting a Mirrorball lyric. Ha ha ha. And then we were listening to Mirrorball later. We're like, this isn't from Mirrorball. <laughs> we're the worst Swifties ever. <laughs> like, literally ever. I oh think that's gosh. all of them. Was that actually? Oh, yeah. yeah, then the one we got today. Yeah. And then we got a baby little envelope. We did. Which, the meaning behind that is like, we were struggling to draw the one we wanted to get. And then this is reminds us of Sabrina Carpenter and Zoe writes letters. And I do. So it represents my grandma snail mail self. And it represents the fact that we love Sabrina Carpenter. And we're long distance besties. We so like, are. Okay. That's, that's cute. That's what we'll tell people. We're long distance besties. <laughs> so we got a little card. Obviously we, we, we saw this really cute, like heart tattoo on Pinterest and it had this little smiley face and then we were like oh we'll just redraw it and make it personalized and then we found out that we are the worst drawers. oh my god! and we're both artistic people yeah I don't know what happened it just didn't it was feel bad. right it was bad and then the more I was thinking about what that guy said I was like they're gonna make it so big Zoe yeah because there were so many lines and you know when you go for a walk-in I don't know if any of y'all listening have gotten walk-in tattoos but they're not trying to do that thin, dainty little line work you see on Pinterest. No. They're not. In fact, I've really never found someone that does in the way that I envision. No. No. Nope. Everything is always bigger than I expect. It's thick. That one's very good, though. That's, like, very tiny line work. It is good, but it's almost <gasps> too thin at times. It's actually a little bit... Uh, I have a Hogwarts on my left bicep, and there's some patchiness in the tattoo. Actually got that one in Madison as well, I think, but mm. not at the same place we went to today. I love a but little tattoo journey, though. We do, and you know, I have struggled a lot with body and body image, and I think to me, tattoos represent like the temporariness of our bodies in this lifetime. Ooh. And I'm like, why not just turn my body into a work of art while I'm here? Straight up, like. I sometimes will look at my skin and this is like very like upsetting to me at times, but sometimes wholesome. I'm like, this is going to be like ash one day, like mm-hmm. ash to ash. Right. And like, why not? Right. I mean, this Decorate is, it. this is me saying like, I hope I get into heaven. And then also like, will heaven me have tattoos? I don't know. Mm. Maybe. Will heaven? What if Jesus is up there just like fully tatted? tatted. I bet he is. Jesus. What if, wait, you have Jesus on your arm? I do, I have, I have Jesus on my arm. What if he has Zoe on his arm? <laughs> and he has my birthday on his arm. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know what? I bet that Jesus is up there rocking it with the Zoe tattoo. Just totally rocking it. That, that is, yes. Oh my gosh. So changing gears a little bit. Change those gears, girl. You have a very cool job. Do you think? I think so. I like it. You want to talk about what you do? What do I do? I am a digital media specialist for Visit Kenosha, which is Kenosha's tourism bureau. And some of you guys may have heard of like, I don't know, like Visit Las Vegas, Pure Michigan, that kind of vibe. Explore lacrosse. Explore lacrosse. There we go. So there's tourism bureaus all over the country and all over the world. And their goal is to bring in tourism and bring in tourists and have people come and support businesses events all sorts of things but my job was actually kind of made for me which shout out to my amazing team at visit kenosha for doing that because it honestly changed my life um they like saw my videos saw my years miss kenosha saw the things that i edited and threw together and they were like what if you did that for kenosha 
and I'm a hometown girly and I absolutely love Kenosha. I love local businesses. All my jobs have been in Kenosha local businesses, most of which are partners of Visit Kenosha, which is cool. Mm. And so I get to make videos and do online social media stuff and write blogs and articles and fun things. And I also get to do the same for specifically downtown Kenosha. So I do the, the two of those things and... I'm slowly but surely learning the ropes still. I'm coming up on my one year anniversary, but going through a whole calendar year of like events and like everything a city does, it's like, whoa, you don't realize like mm -hmm. how much goes into it. So it's very so fun. So do you get to participate in a lot of things that you probably normally wouldn't have? Honestly, yeah, because it's like, I guess sometimes when you live somewhere too long, you kind of don't see the, the magic. Like mm -hmm. I lived there my whole life and never gone up to the top of like, the little lighthouse on the corner and like no I climb that that girly all the time you know so mm -hmm. it's like things like that or getting to be at events that maybe wouldn't normally pique my normal Jenna interest that are now like oh my gosh this is so cool this is a hidden gem learning the history of businesses and like just the roots of so many things that there are people that are really old that volunteer at a lot of museums and spaces that have stories to share and it's like they're gonna pass away soon and they have all this like intricate knowledge that is nowhere but their brain mm -hmm. and just being able to like stop and listen and hear that and then write about it I love it it's mm -hmm. so fun what would you say is the most unexpected thing about Kenosha hmm probably how I think a lot of people like if they've been to Kenosha or from Kenosha they might say like oh there's nothing to do here there's nothing to do here but what's unexpected is like if you compare it to other lakeside cities in the Midwest like along Chicago or Milwaukee or whatever like you're not gonna find f like free parking free beach access free mm -hmm. music events free things for active seniors for young kids for every age demographic um I think that's really cool because for not being like a massive city with a ton of money, we do a lot of, of things um, to try to bring people in to have a good time that might not be able to pay for things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool. And then like historically, there's like very intricate history to like the industrial era of Kenosha. And like it used to be a big industry town and um, American Motors was there and like all this big stuff with cars and just like fishing and bringing in boats and docking and everything was being imported and exported and it went up the channel and out internationally and Kenosha was like a huge hotspot for that and just seeing the way that it's kind of changed into like honestly like a Midwest tourist spot mm -hmm. is like really cool like in the last even since like my parents were kids so it's all very interesting and I feel like a little baby grandma sometimes talking about it because I'm like <laughs> people my age don't care or know but I care. I'm trying to get them invested <laughs> like I am but honestly Kenosha sounds really similar to lacrosse really and I've only been to Kenosha maybe twice because my boyfriend's brother and his girlfriend both graduated oh, yeah. from Carthage and so I think if I remember correctly we visited them once when they were still in college and we went for their graduation I'm trying to remember. So we went to a restaurant that sells burgers and it had kind of like a industrial like garage looking feel. Waterfront warehouse? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was the waterfront warehouse. I remember it being really good. They had I a good veggie burger. Could you kind of see the lake? I don't remember. 
I'm gonna take you there. I'm, I'm gonna be like, does this jog your memory? <laughs> I, I for sure think that I'll remember it when I see it because I have a very like vivid picture, at least of the inside. I need to take you on a tour of Kenosha. Yes, you do. You're gonna have a full visit Kenosha day one day. Okay, it'll happen. We'll do the same in Lacrosse. Oh my gosh, yes, because I haven't been there since I was like 15. Actually, fun fact: I won't be able to go, but uh, Lacrosse Pride is the same day as Miss Lacrosse this year so if you're there for the whole day you could go to pride oh my god with abby or whoever wait that's wholesome i know so last year it was the same day i did my interview i went and volunteered at pride and then i went back and competed that night honestly iconic (laughs) like truly look at look at her go people were like don't you have somewhere to be i'm like yes pride pride Thank you. So I can't go this year because I have to be there the whole day. Oh my god! But that is iconic. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I wish. I mean, I am very grateful to be having. I like that they do that in September, though. The, and the reason they do is because all the students are back. Oh, because yeah, college town three uh, universities. So which Viterbo was the first college I got into? Fun fact. For. For. Just like when I oh, was okay. Fine. Sorry, I don't know why I was. No, I didn't audition there. Right, if that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Because we're both music theater girlies. Lol. I was a solid acting major for four days. Thank you. Four days. Four okay. Days. I lasted a little longer, about four semesters. But really, mm. was it that much? It's complicated. <gasps> I was music theater for one, and then I switched to music education because I said. Maybe performing's not for me, but I still want to teach. Then I did, like, a in-classroom experience thing, which is hilarious because now I am, like, teaching mm. high schoolers at school at church. But there was something about that day when I was like, I cannot do this. It just, it just drove me crazy. Oh, my God. So then I switched to vocal performance because so I was like, maybe the acting's the problem. <laughs> and then I switched <gasps> to just a music BA. And then I switched to theology. But here's the thing that I think was the issue. I am about as far from competitive as you can get. Mm. And I still get like this panic in my chest when I think about having to perform my pieces in front of the whole class and just like getting ripped to shreds by my professors and it's like I don't think that I'm in it I mean I am a sensitive person so I'm not gonna sit here and be like I have really thick skin because I don't but it was too it was too much no like criticism I can take constructive criticism I can take like getting shredded to pieces by my professors and and like classmates absolutely not no People don't realize how honestly toxic that whole realm can be mm-hmm. and how just how grueling of a process it is to audition for one singular thing or, like you said, even just stand up and perform your piece one time mm-hmm. for your class. Like, it's just not, I don't know, mm-hmm. it's not healthy for me personally. No, it wasn't I healthy learned. for me either. And the first show that I did after being a major... Because in at Viterbo at least, and I I don't know if this is how it is everywhere, but we were required and graded on our auditions, so we had to audition for every show, and we were graded on it. And I hope that that's true. Like I hope that someone's not gonna listen to this and be like, "That's not how it was." That's my memory of uh, of school <laughs> is that I was like, "I have to audition. I don't even want to audition." And um, then at the first show that I auditioned for, 
post being a major was Mamma Mia. Mm. And I got cast as Sophie, which, like I said an hour ago, was the biggest, the best thing ever. But it was, there was something so relieving about doing theater completely for fun. Yep. There were no grades. I wasn't competing with my entire cohort for the same roles. It was just like, I was like, oh, this is what people mean when they say don't turn your passion into work. Yeah. So that is the struggle. It is. And at least then you get to like actually remember what even made you love it in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting how our journeys paralleled though, how you had that whole thing with like vocal, but I leaned into acting and I was like, oh. I was told I couldn't sing and shouldn't sing. So that's why I was like, I'm going to be a straight actor. Interesting. Yeah. Which Weird. by the way, you can sing. So thank you. I believe anyone can sing. I was a tone deaf child. At least that's what they tell me. And <laughs> Um, You're not tone deaf now, so... Uh, shout out to Jeanette. My voice teacher honestly changed my life and made me, like, really love singing again. Good. Because it was hard. It was hard to come back, like, and try to sing after realizing I had been, like, put down so much growing up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, your year as Miss Kenosha, you chose to sing Astonishing from Little Women. I did do that. And why Why? Why that song? Well, what a bop. Well, okay, <laughs> true. It was hard to pick a song. I did not know what to do. I had sang Warrior by Demi Lovato at the local for Miss Kenosha. Okay. Which was like, what? Like, I, I yeah. Totally just like <laughs> out of left field for me. Like, a very hard song. I was really trying to find something that connected to my story and my feelings mm-hmm. and soul space. Rather than, like, think about what would sound the best and mm-hmm. perform the best. And thank God that that, like, scraped me by. Um, <laughs> LOL. I'm sure that it was better than scraping by. But I just love singing Astonishing. And my my voice teacher was like, you have to sing something that you love to sing. That you could sing on a sick day, on a bad day, on a sad day, on a happy day. It has to be something that Jenna cares about. And mm-hmm. so we ran through a ton of songs. But in the end, we we felt Astonishing was the vibe. And... Yeah, it was fun to and sing. And it was the vibe. Thank you. And then this year, you sang Let Me Be Your Star from Smash. From Smash, I did. And what was the story behind that? That one was funny because it was a contender for Miss Wisconsin the year before, but Emma Broyles had sang it at Miss America, and I had had it on my docket before she did that, but it seemed like, all right, well, you don't want to like just be like, yeah, like now everyone's singing what Miss America just sang, so I was like, it's just not the vibe. Um, but then after sweeps, I had sang Journey to the Past oh, when okay. I won Miss Great Lakes. And then I was like, that still didn't feel like correct. And I went home after that and I had like, they were like, you have 48 hours to pick your talent. Like you have to love it. Yeah. Cause I had won that title at the end of March oh, you're right. and okay. talent was due like April 2nd. Yeah. Something like that. Quote me if I, I don't know. I'm probably wrong, but very quickly after, and they wanted to know what your talent was going to be. So I texted my voice teacher, Jeanette, and she said, I think it's got to be Let Me Be Your Star. And then Elise, one of the sweeps mentors, texted Caitlin, my new director, which I had no real relationship with these people yet because I had just won. Mm -hmm. And I texted Caitlin and was like, okay, my voice teacher thinks Let Me Be Your Star. Listen to the song. I'll send you a recording of me singing in my kitchen. And she texted me back in like all caps, like no way oh my gosh, you're never going to believe this, and sends me all these screenshots of Elise being like, I think Jenna should sing this song. It's called Let Me Be Your Star. Oh my gosh. So it was like we didn't even try anything else. Okay. But it was like a big coincidence that everyone liked this song that I didn't think many people knew. Yeah. It was real weird. And so Hmm. I sang 
acapella in my kitchen, recorded a track in one take and was like, I'm not going to overthink this. I'm just going to send it to them. And she was like, that's it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm an indecisive lady. So if you're going to decide for me, that's great. Thank you so and also, much. Because you had to have it in 48 hours. There was no time for yeah. that. Yeah. I, I was very overwhelmed. How did you pick your song? Um, I had brought a ton of ideas to my voice teacher, Polly. Shout out to Polly. Shout out to Polly. And uh, a handful of them were, same thing, okay. I could sing them, but I didn't feel like it was, like, the song. Mm-hmm. And um, she, we, we had kind of picked another one, which was Don't Forget Me from Smash. Which Maria ended up singing. Oh my gosh. I know. we all just had a smash year? That's crazy. And um, she was like, okay, just humor me. I have this other song. And I knew it because, you know, I grew up listening to music theater. So I was like, okay. And so she brings out all that matters. And I sang through it. And she was just like, that's it. Like, oh gosh, you were so freaking good. Oh, thank you. Oh my goodness. I'm very excited to get to sing it again. I'm at so excited. My farewell. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys get any sort of farewell as the sweeps title holders? I don't know what's going to happen because of the way everything's changing. I don't think so. There never has been in the past. So, I'm banking on the fact that we won't. But I'll throw I d- you a party. Did get to have one for Miss Kenosha, so that was special. And that was, they let me sing twice, and I sang Fight Song, which was also a surprise for my mom, because that was like our song when we were like driving to the Mayo Clinic all the time oh. and like going through it. If I was having a bad day, she would be like, We're playing Fight Song, like we are doing this. And so it was definitely not my best vocal performance, but be- but like that wasn't the point. Whatever. The point was just to be like, Hee hee, thanks, mom, love you. I'm gonna, we're gonna kind of finish up. Because, you know, we're close to an hour. Oh, my gosh. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. We could dangerously talk for nine years. So, we're going to close with a little game inspired <gasps> by what we very first talked about. Which is, I'm going to ask you a bunch of things. Uh, what you think. Uh, I don't know how to explain Association. it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, Jenna as an animal. Probably a bird. Oh. A lot of people say a rabbit. I would, Wait, you said rabbit. I would say like a really cute little fluffy rabbit. Oh, thank you. People normally say like a bunny or, but I think a bird, but. Bird makes sense, but like a beautiful bird, not like a chickadee. I mean, not thank that you. chickadees aren't beautiful, but like. Troy says I'm a seagull. Oh. so rude. Troy. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> You're canceled. Um, yeah, no bird. I, I like that. I was gonna say like a stork, but I don't like the word stork, but like, <laughs> but like they're pretty. They're very elegant. Maybe a swan. Ooh, or a dove. A dove. A, oh my gosh, Madison's brother said, I think she's a hare. And I was like, can't you just say a bunny? A hare? Yeah, like Ew. a hare. Like, screw you. No, I think you're a dove. Like, you're the a peacemaker. Dove? But also, they can, like, be really loud. Can they be? Okay, I'm like, can they be crazy? Though, they can too? be like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and then in... <laughs> Why was that so <laughs> And then in New York, you know, they're just, like, everywhere. The and pigeons? people People are like, wait, are doves and pigeons the same? oh no are they not okay so pigeons are like rats with wings people call them like disgusting no offense to pigeons no i like doves are like the beautiful ones well i mean there's doves in the bible Okay, well, little babies. I, I just a disclaimer. I like pigeons. No offense to pigeons. That was so rude of me, honestly. 
in my head, I think of doves as like white pigeons. I get that. I'm sorry. I am not like a biology major. I'm not a zoologist. I might just be dumb. I'm just really, I'm really sorry. I kind of think that I'm a pigeon disguised as a dove. Okay. That's literally my truth. <laughs> like if I had to describe myself to somebody, like I am a pigeon, like disguised as a dove. Okay. I love it. I'm a little less disguised now that I like cut my hair and took my makeup off, but took but, off but half you're my makeup. Beautiful. And this is the part where we fall in love. This is it. Sorry, Troy. Bye, boys. Yep. Okay. Jenna as a Starbucks order. Oh, no. Um, See, it's like I immediately think of like an iced Americano with honey because that's my order. I know what I would would say. I don't know. Am I like a chai? Like a little iced chai? I would say a pink drink. A pink drink? (laughs) Oh, that's a I love that. Or I used to get, see, this isn't me, but this is just my old order. It was a very berry hibiscus refresher with lemonade instead of water. Okay. Really good. Really good. I don't think I've ever had but it. The but the pink drink? Yeah, and you're like a matcha. <gasps> like an you. iced matcha. Thank you. That makes sense for us. But with vanilla and almond milk. Right. Not <laughs> not are you, not from the cow. Not, not the cow juice. Not cow juice. Almond juice. Almond juice. Okay, let's see. Jenna has an ice cream flavor probably like strawberry right like is that cheating no because it's just strawberry era it's just my truth i think probably strawberry or maybe like like a coffee flavor Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a i don't know you ever have coffee flavored ice cream that is so good that is what i order from the pearl every time the so pearls in lacrosse okay um jenna as a disney princess i guess lately it's rapunzel has been my truth is that still true without yes. the hair yes it wasn't just the hair right no okay no. I don't know. You know? It's, it's the personality. Okay. I mean, she she romanticizes everything, but she's on a journey. She's an adventurer. Mm. She's just excited. Okay. Jenna as a TV show. Mm. Hannah Montana. <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. New Girl? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Whenever, well, whenever these kinds of trends go around, Ben always says that I'm like, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, what's her character's name? Jessica Day. Jessica, yes. What do you think I would be? I, like, don't watch a lot of TV shows. And I don't really either, so... It's hard to put you as an entire show. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, Next in Fashion? It's a Netflix fashion competition hosted by Tan France from Queer Eye. Have you seen Queer Eye? I've seen, like, one episode of Queer Eye. Queer Eye and Gigi Hadid. Oh. It's just so good. It's so creative. I need to watch that. It's really good, and it's very, very wholesome. I love wholesome So it's creative. It's wholesome. It's funny. It's inclusive. It's... That's hot. It's great. We love to see it. What is a hit song right now that you identify with? What What was I made for? (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be in the top 100 right now, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Which... Did, were you a Glee girly? Duh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you ask me that? What a cruel question. Yes, I'm sorry. I was a Gleek. I had Rachel Berry uh, um, printed on the back of my high school show choir sweatshirt. Oh my god. Okay, the fact that you had show choir. I'm I also so wrote Corey Monteith "Rest in Peace" a letter, and he sent <gasps> me back a signed headshot. Shut up. I have it. Shut up. No, I'll send you a picture <gasps> of it at home. Oh my gosh! I was just going on a Glee tangent last night. Because I was like Glee and I was listening to Glee songs. Yeah. And I really want to sing the um, I Feel Pretty um, and I'm Pretty collab 
Quinn and Rachel sang. Okay. Let's and do it. Can we? Okay. Let's cool. do it on the podcast. All right. Um, should I? I'll play it on my phone. Okay. Do you get copyrighted? Do you get copyrighted on podcast? I have no idea. How about this? We'll record a version to put on the Instagram. Okay. I was going to say, okay. you don't want us to sing that right now, right? Because we'll actually mess up. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to press that. That's from our previous duets. Uh, yes. Today we have sung a little bit of Wicked, a little Little Women. But anyway, what were you going to say about Glee? You said, you said, are you a were you a Glee Oh, person? I was just going to say that I wanted to sing that song. Oh, okay. Yes. Glee is everything. Although, have you watched it lately? It is really scary to watch back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a lot that they got away with. Yeah. I it, look back and I'm like, we're, if we show this to our kids, they're going to be like, wow, you're old old and like racist and like and like ableist yeah and there's a lot they yeah they got away with um i almost said murder but there's so much death on glee that i feel like i shouldn't say that what a cursed show what a cursed cast for real for real yeah i I feel i always feel some type of way about shows like that or like the office the office is just hilariously funny but mm. now, like, 10 years or however many years it's been since it stopped filming, we've just gotten so much more progressive as a society that a lot of the things that are really funny, like, are really There's so many yikes not funny moments. anymore. And Glee is just... Yeah, Glee is brutal. And honestly, like, what's his name? The teacher? Matthew Morrison or yeah, Will. Matt- yeah. I'm like, well... I know. Schuster. What's going on here? And Sue Sylvester. Just completely unhinged. Just literally unhinged. Like, the fact that she calls all of the gay students porcelain. (laughs) Or, like, other gay. I'm like, who? I'm laughing out of discomfort. Who said that that was okay? Oh, my land. Or when they had Archie? No, not Archie. Uh, Arnie? No. Wait. Archie. Wait. Artie. 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 Sorry, Artie. Artie. They had him wheel his his wheelchair into the pool. Like, what? Oh, man. Why were we allowed to watch that? But then also, why is the music so good? And the fact that they were high schoolers. Like, I thought that was so old back then. And now that I'm like, I don't know, 24, (laughs) I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. The teacher-student relationship. Yes. Puck as a whole character. Puck, oh my gosh. And now as a... I mean... Oh, isn't didn't he pass away too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, that's right. Okay. Yep. So we're gonna not talk about Glee anymore. Sorry for bringing that up. But I think we can acknowledge that Leah Michelle is a really good singer. Yes. (laughs) Like she is. She is who I have based pretty much all of my musical training on. Really? Yes. That makes sense. The way that she sings, like I just want to be able to emulate it. Brilliant. I love her. And you do. I try. You do emulate that. It's the same, like, effortless technique. Actually, Regan. Hi, Regan. Regan told me the first time he, he heard me sing, he was like, Rachel Berry. And I, <gasps> I fell. I fell on the ground, and I was like, I don't even care who wins this pageant. That was the best compliment you could have given That's me. everything. <laughs> it was. That is everything. High school me would have pooped herself. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to wrap up with one last question. Uh-huh. Have you listened to other episodes? Mm-hmm. It's the question I end everyone with, which is, what is on your Spotify repeat right now? What have you been listening to? Been listening? While she's pull pulling up? this up, um, if you like this episode, please give it a like, a subscribe, a share, and go follow Jenna on her social media at Jenna Lee Jane, which I will tag in the on you know the show notes, as some people say. But let's hear it. What's on your Spotify? Okay, we have Hits Different by Taylor Swift, 
Everything Changes from Waitress the Musical. Okay. Written in the Stars from Aida. Save Myself by Ash, Lavender Hayes, Taylor Swift, Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. What Was I Made For? Billie Eilish. Home, Michael Bublé. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of variety. Um, yeah. Dog Days Are Over, Florence and the Machine. Got some Hamilton. Um, what else? The Good Witch, Maisie Peters. Mm-hmm. Breakaway, Kelly Clarkson. Which was the You'll song always I sung at Miss Lacrosse. You did? I did. I sung Breakaway. <gasps> Is there a video of that? I've never seen it. I don't... I... Maybe. I want to hear that, please. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> You'll always find your way back home from Hannah Montana. Of course. This is my time from Princess Diaries. There's like a bunch mm-hmm. of songs from Honestly Miss Wisconsin that were on loop pageant week. But yeah. 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 That's a lot of my repeats. <laughs> I love you. I love you. This has been the best day. It really has. I care so much. And to all of you good humans out there... Um, I just hope that you have a great day and that if you ever need to find some soul space or some good vibes that you also hop on over to welcome to soul space and remember how awesome it is to have Zoe and her beautiful voice and energy in your realm because truly she is one of the best people I've ever met. Thank you. And I've met a lot of people. You are one of my favorite people ever. You are like a gem. And we are like, we are seriously twin flames. Just knew it different sides of the same coin or whatever yeah it's scary it's really wholesome it's scary to be with us and be mm-hmm. like wait you do that too the epiphanies are actually unreal sometimes yeah but thank you all for listening Hooray. And, and jenna you're a good human <gasps> you think i feel I'm, like so honored that you were doing this i'm very honored i know it you are a good human thank you i needed to hear that today I'll tell you a million times. I'll tell you. Let's go get another tattoo that says you're a good human. You are a good human. Just kidding, Mom. No more tattoos, Mom. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.